This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Eddie Jacobs. This is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, we were joined by Alan Biggs, who got a smile out of Chris Wilder, the Sheffield United manager yesterday. Considering they lost 5-0, that was impressive. Uh, he explained why that was, didn't he? He did. And we had a chat and then we had Danny Kelly. And Danny Kelly was good. Premier League review. Yeah, Danny was good. Look back at all the games this weekend. We had some clips of the week, Pewter, uh, which we brought you. Uh, I think that should do you, really. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And good afternoon, everybody. And... Uh, Yes, I was at Brentford on... Uh, you said something something exciting happened at Brentford on well, the Saturday. So you, you, yeah. Right where we sit, it's right in... So it's a great position. It's sort of real pitch side and it's just about... So are you just, what, you're behind the dugout? So behind, it's called the dugout, this section. Oh, okay. right. And we're in the back Losing row the of the name, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the uh, stretcher crew, the St John's Ambulance Brigade... Is it still or, them, St John's? I don't know where they are. The volunteers who do yeah. it. Or the, they sit there and uh, for the three seasons I've been going, or two and a half seasons, they've never been called into action. Which never. is a good thing. That's great, yeah. But often when a player goes down, they get ready to come on. Right. So they stand they up. They warm up. They, they kind of are they warm not, up. They're on those bikes <laughs> waiting in case they have to run on. Not really, no. But, you know, they sort of stand up and they get ready and everything and then... They have to sit down. And oh. we, all, we all start laughing when they sit down. Oh. So there's a sign. But they actually had to come on for Diego Jota. Jota. Yeah, yeah, of course. So that was unfortunate. And uh, so they had to come on for him. So they got, when you, did they get a round of applause when they came back? They certainly did. Oh, that's good. They're tremendous. You wave into the crowd. They gave it a bit. <laughs> it was they're definitely there. When I was final. a kid, I mean, yeah. the St. John, they would wear a kind of military like uniform. Mm. They didn't look like sort of paramedics as they do now. They look vaguely medical, but. Back yeah. in the day, the St John's Ambulance—they'd come out basically in a basically looking—they look like the yeah. Salvation Army, effectively, <laughs> wouldn't they? <laughs> but honestly, Fabrizio Romano, good luck to the lad. He makes a fortune. He's got loads of followers. But honestly, good he, luck to the lad. He's such a chancer. About six minutes after Jota got stretched off, he yeah. he tweeted this. Diego Jota was taken off the field on a stretch after sustaining a heavy knock to his knee. Tests will follow to understand more about his injury. 
You think, you don't know that. It's such a chance of thing to well, write, I mean, isn't it's it? a pretty good well, chance Tess well, will exactly. follow. Then what are they going to do? Leave him there? Yeah. Oh, we won't bother to find out what's wrong with Diego's knee. We'll just I leave mean, it. He has a global... Let me just defend him. Oh, he has a global following, sake. and not everybody is either in the stadium in Brentford or watching it on the telly. It's a comment, isn't it? Tess will follow to understand well, more about his What do you think injury. he benefits from doing that? Because <laughs> it makes him look like he's in the know. Like somehow he's phoned the dugout. They've said to him, he said, how's Diego? Well, he's only gone off six minutes ago, but Tess will follow. Okay, I'll tweet that. Tess will follow. It's yeah. charlatanism. Charlatanism. <laughs> you do get upset about well, some very strange like it, things. Really. Maybe we should ask the listeners. You know, any, <laughs> I, I'd love to ask the question, do you know anybody like Andy? Because I know the answer to that is <laughs> no. But... <laughs> Sometimes you find yourself thinking, why are they getting so upset about this? <laughs> Andy rails against all sorts of nonsense that doesn't matter. Things that don't matter. That's good. So if you've that. got, if you know an Andy alike, if you know an Andy <laughs> Jacobs tribute act that does that, yeah. um, and they're still maybe going on about something years on that you can't get your head around, <laughs> talksport.com, text Ooh. 8 to 89, tweet TSH and J 0371722334. Went out for lunch yesterday. Very nice. But you know, the Wolsey in London is very nice. Oh, yeah, blimey. Aye, aye, yeah. yeah, yeah very nice. nice. And Giles Brandreth was sitting at the next table. Good, yeah, yeah. And the main thing was he was wearing an incredibly dull, plain khaki sweater. Right, okay. So I wanted to go up to him and say to him, Oi, mate, where's your sweaters? Where's yeah. those funny sweaters? Where's your loud jumpers? So he only wears those for telly. He wouldn't wear that out. No, well, I, thought, I suppose it would just mark him out as Giles. He doesn't want to be bothered, I suppose. Was he in camouflage? Was it camouflage? Maybe you wouldn't have seen him at <laughs> no, all. No, it was this sort of a strange colour. It's a bit like the one I'm wearing, but just in a very sort of dull mud Muddy green. Blimey. A bit of a sticker in the old shop where he bought that. that. Be really. got a discount on that. Oh, no, this was interesting. Oh, yeah. Neil Mope, right, he's, he's a feisty one, isn't he? Uh, Neil His new Mope. series, Can't Pay Mope. <laughs> it's very good. And uh, his quote about winding up Carl Walker was actually quite terrible, yeah. really. He just, uh, what did he say? He said he didn't say anything about his family. He just told him what he, what sort of a person he yeah. was. Oh, yeah, great. I take it that was probably <laughs> kind of distantly family-related. <laughs> probably. But more aimed at him than, than other members of the family. But he said, I've always been like this. I think that side of me definitely comes from my mum. She's Arjun. Argentinian. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. There, <laughs> there you go. Brilliant. That's um, it. So, a uh, couple of other things to get going at knowing I wasn't being completely serious, but th- this would be so Max, wouldn't it? Max would be so desperate to find mm. out if a famous person has ever offered you That's a suite. I love him, but that, I took part in this competition on Saturday. show completely mad. Well, him and Charlie. Yeah. How tall is such and such a person? I've done that before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, they've, sold uh, the, they've sold the rights to Hollywood. I'm not surprised. They're both I, sold. They're going to I was surprised about Natalie Sawyer, though. She's a good three inches taller than me. I, mean, I wouldn't have thought that. But really? Uh, there you go, yeah. Okay. Well, it was, so it was, you had to guess your height and Natalie's height. Well, we had, we had to guess, it was Brentford related. So it was oh, okay. Neil Mopé's height, Ivan Tony's height, Natalie mm. Sawyer's height, and then my height came into it, which Fair is a bit enough. unfair because I'm quite small. We're asking you about this because obviously you've probably seen the footage already of uh, Harry Styles, One Direction's Harry Styles, sitting next to Mick Harford. Not the plumber Harry Styles. No. Well, I mean, it's a pretty plumbery-like name, isn't it? I bet, that you, bet you could find one. Clive Murray. Because you could find one in your dad's Domino's team, old Harry Styles. Yeah, you've seen um, putting a mint from Mick Harford in his mouth. Yeah, it's just, Mick was sitting there, he had yeah. the extra strongs, and he's, he's, Mick's turn around and says, 
hurry, you like a mint? So he's uh, he's giving him a mint. <laughs> the I thing mean, is, Mick's very staunch Luton. I've spoken to Mick around the time of a Luton Chelsea yeah, of course fixture, and he's a bit prickly. Yeah. He's like me; he's quite well, prickly. Harry was in a Luton sandwich. The reason he was there, he's not <laughs> big mates. He's not big mates with um, oh faker others. Always brings those in for work. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Luton sandwich. Um, he's not big yeah. mates with um, with Mick. Uh, mm. Rob Stringer is uh, head of Sony Music and would know him. And he's also a Luton director. Oh, yeah. I used to know. Rob, yes, uh, I, I a bit in a past yeah. life. I don't know him, but I know he is. Yeah. But um, so he was obviously there with him, and they just happened to sit in the mm. little director's box. But it was Gary Neville didn't spot him because he was dressed quite conservatively. Well, he was dressing down. He didn't for have football. a blouse on, a pair of uh, <laughs> yeah. pair of mo flares, pearl necklace. I wonder what they would have. I wonder what they. I mean, they, you know, it wouldn't have been an issue, would it, if he'd wanted to go? No, of course, in, he can dress how he likes. But, but it was, the it was noticeably felt, dressing down for football. Yeah, to 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 uh, yeah, yeah. To, to be in the director's box, he had mm. to really kind of rein it in didn't he could have been anybody mm. so anyway where does that get us oh no yeah um, and we've got well we've got plenty to get stuck into today so if you're really desperate any famous people offered you a sweet that's a little tribute to Max <laughs> and he's always wanted to do gardening leave he's never had a chance gardening leave and headhunted you've, oh, you've been headhunted haven't you no. you've just not had gardening leave I've never been headhunted and I've never well, had gardening you've leave you've been offered other jobs while you were doing jobs oh yeah once yeah. in all my career once it was well, Alan Yentob he offered me the job of head of comedy at the BBC well that's not bad and is it incredibly stupid I turned it down. <laughs> and here you are sitting next to me. I've my own office with a fireplace. Yeah. Well, you I know, can't they can believe be, it. You can crash and burn, can't you? It's, uh, you're a bit masters of the skies that, that can be sometimes, Andy. You would have been one duff commission, you would have been out on your ear. <laughs> no, you can't be out on your ear at the BBC, can you? In this, okay, you well, know. I don't know. Maybe times have changed. <laughs> so, um, where were we? Yeah, um, I've lost my plot here. So, yes, uh, we're interested to know. You're, I mean, honestly... Uh, Ashworth, Dan Ashworth, two years gardening leave. He's going to have a garden like Capability Brown, isn't he? <laughs> he would be, yeah. And That's then a shame, Mrs. Isn't it? Mrs. A goes outside and she says, What are you doing today? We don't need another water feature. <laughs> I thought we might have one. We don't need one at the back of the garden. We've got no water going into the house anymore. Yeah, can't the cut the grass again. It's I just, bare. I'm, I'm going to plant. Don't plant anything else. We can't even walk out. And it's been nearly two years, Dan. Imagine what it'd be like. We hacking through it with a machete to get yeah, down to the Tony shed. Tony he made a good point about saying, you know, they waste so much money on players yeah. in these clubs. Why would you not? It's a pretty key role, you know. Well, the interesting the I money. mean, well, journalist asked Eddie Howe the other day, I mean, are you not a bit concerned that he kind of knows all of your transfer business and what you're going to do and he might just transfer that to another club? And I think Eddie basically said, yes, I am. Yeah, don't blame him. Um, anyway, yeah. so we'll touch on, of course, with uh, Danny Kelly as we go game by game over the I Premier don't think if it wasn't weekend. for sustainability, I don't think he'd even entertain leaving Newcastle. He just his hands are tied behind his back. He right. can't do much. It's a it's a big challenge. We'll talk to Danny, but yeah, it's a yeah. massive challenge. No, it's to, a great, it's a big to club. turn around yeah, a, yeah. a huge club. I mean, I'm not saying Newcastle aren't a big club, but he's been working there for a while, and mm. it's obviously a good opportunity. As long as Newcastle get their money, it no, is United a are going in the right direction. You can see that. It's clear. So, um, we'll be chatting to Danny about that game by game. Uh, gardening. If you've got any gardening leave tales, you want to make Andy jealous, if you've had a bit of gardening leave, how long did it go on for? Now, what did your garden look like at the end of it? Did you actually bother going out in the garden? Maybe you lived in a flat. Maybe you didn't even have a garden. <laughs> Talksport.com, text 8289, tweet <laughs> TSA. Very literally. <laughs> 03717 It's such an antiquated term, isn't it? Mm. It's like, oh, you have a lot of time to sit in yeah, the garden. Yeah, it's true, really, yeah. Um, 03717 Danny Kelly up next to go game by game through the Premier League weekend. With the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And Blake's having a right go. He said it's garden leave, not gardening leave. 
it can be both. The really? government call it gardening leave. What yeah. difference does it make? One, you're word, sitting in the garden, or the other one is, or looking out in it, the other one, you're turning it over. Oh, I, I, I see what you mean, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> mate, it can be either. Uh, Danny Kelly joins us now, a man much sought after over the years. Uh, Danny, mm-hmm. good afternoon. Have you ever have you ever spent time in the... Have you ever had the gardening leave in employment over the years? Um, no, Paul, but I, I have been the subject of a new word in the English language. Ooh. When I went from one magazine and was headhunted by another, mm. uh, to equally award-winning effect, obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, the head of IPC... Um, in fact, you were probably working in the same building at the same time. Yeah. Um, he came down to see me from his lofty perch, 27 floors above the River Thames. Mm. The second word that he used about me rhymed with dastard. And he said, <laughs> he said you son, you son are a traitorous dastard. Yeah. Traitorous. <laughs> traitorous. That's yeah, beautiful. I was called Traitorious. I can't remember his name now. He was a bloke who used to wear big lapels, looked like he might yeah. sell you a motorhome. Um, and he came down and called me a traitorous dastard. Uh, when I went from one magazine to another. Uh, Danny, if Danny, uh, Danny remembers this, Danny. I mean, many, many years ago, um, I was working on something and I got a contact from a headhunting company and said, would I be interested in chatting to... And they explained what the outline was. And I thought, that sounds like Danny Kelly. Hmm. So oh. I did, we went and had a lovely lunch. Um, I, did, oh. we did, I mean, we went and had a quite spectacular lunch and then realised very quickly that whatever they were asking me to do wasn't wasn't right for either you or me. But we had a cracking lunch, Danny. So oh, good. something What's good came out of it. Yeah, something good, something came, out good came out, which is good. <laughs> Incidentally, that, that, that image, moving and still, of mm. Mick Harford. Mick Harford, everyone, the most fearsome footballer ever played the game, yeah. uh, giving a sweet to Harry Styles. Of course, it's now going to echo down through football legend mm. um so hats off to my colleague at the athletic um jack pitt brook for going even further and reminding people never mind harry styles that in front of the two of them was ezra koenig the lead singer of vampire weekend oh wow now, it, I, I don't think it is ezra but the boy could not be more of a ringer wow. for the vampire weekend lead singer so now we're yeah. gathering everybody in that shop as we move it out zoom it out a bit it's going to be more and more famous or Infamous or culty as you move outwards from that shop. <laughs> yeah. mm. yeah. Never mind Taylor Swift. Here's Ezra from, from so more and more weekend. obscure members of bands as you kind of yeah. widen the shop. We, that would be great. We'll 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 be space player soon. Yeah, yeah. we play <laughs> cricket with Mick on many occasions. Yeah, we have. Yeah, a real yeah. Bumbery yeah. regular, and he's good guy. Oh, lovely. Oh, guys. he's a top man. Yeah, you know, lovely yeah. guy. Fearsome. Because I remember when, when I had that when I had that late night chat show on Channel Four back in the, in the dawn of time when dinosaurs roamed the earth. I always asked every professional footballer. Who was the hardest player yeah. you ever played against? And they would all, to a man, they were men, would say to me, we're betting without Mick Harford here, right? Yeah, <laughs> they, You have to discount Mick Harford because that's the answer. Yeah. The, uh, I remember when he went to Wimbledon, uh, one of the Wimbledon boys told me, they said, right, what are we going to do to Mick then? And they all said, we're not doing anything, mate. We're not, <laughs> don't, don't touch any of his clothes. Don't touch anything. Don't, don't, do, don't, do, any, do, don't do anything. <laughs> so it's all oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so and anyway, I, I, we should... There's also, sorry, very quickly, yeah. a tale mm. about... Uh, Arsenal trying to deal with Mick Harford. I'll do it another time because it's, it, it's quite complicated. Yeah. But it ends up with Arsenal's 11 being less two teeth by the end of the game. <laughs> but um, not like that. It's just the loveliest man. So, on the pitch, uncompromising, I believe the yes, phrase was. Yeah. True. Well, let's move on. We'll come to Luton, Manchester United shortly. We'll kick off with yeah. Sheffield United. Nil, Brighton and Hove Albion, five. Uh, that was a, a, a 
quite awful result. Not helped, of course, by a terrible tackle by Mason Holgate. And uh, it's interesting one of his teammates say, yeah, I wasn't sure it was a red. And even even the yeah, referee... He, he, he was saying oh, it wasn't a red. He said, yeah. from where I am on the pitch, it was a fer- perfectly good tackle. Let us name names. And it's not easy when your English is your first language. You're talking about... Um, Anel Ahmed Hodzic. Oh, yes, it was. The captain of Sheffield yes, United. And congratulations to him. They could have done with him at Nuremberg, couldn't they? Because <laughs> he, he's prepared to defend anything, that lad. Uh, incredible. Sorry, that was probably a very, very tasteless remark. Tasteless yeah. remark. Yeah, 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 we know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just extraordinary. Atticus Finch. Um, yes. Just extraordinary. And, uh, um, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting to see, was it Stuart Atwell sort of leaning on, thinking, well, I won't make a call, I'll let, I'll let VAR uh, sort that one out. It was out. a thought that he might not have seen it, that it was obscured, but, you know, it... it, it yeah, but, I mean, because it, it was the leg furthest away from him, I, I'm prepared to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there. But it was Michael uh, Oliver, wasn't it, on VAR? Oh, he saw it straight away, didn't he? Well, to be yeah, fair yeah, to him. Yeah, you really yeah. wouldn't, take, wouldn't take that away. many watches to see that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it didn't help the team. But beyond that, I mean... Mm. Oh, they, uh, were, they were marmalised, weren't yeah, they? They were absolutely, absolutely I mean, marmalized. you kind of still sense, that, had it been 11 against 11, it would have been maybe two or three. Chris Wilder won't thank me for saying this, but I wonder whether the sandwich remark and getting laughed at by millions of people, mm. um, the players are bound to have seen it as well. And players are very quick to spot foibles. I mean, it's wrong. People should be allowed to be I, as eccentric I, I, as I know what you're saying, but yeah, you know, they're so terrible. But I mean, I to use that word again, difference. sandwiched in between those two results was a win against Luton. <laughs> so he yeah, had a Luton, another Luton, that second Luton sandwich of the day. Result. Yeah, isn't it? that's very true. I mean, I mean, Brighton, let's be fair, we, the Premier League, uh, the, we've got resources issue here, haven't we? Sheffield United are struggling, struggling, struggling. Things are going wrong. Sandwich gate, all the rest of it. Brighton, they've got a hundred million pound football who can't get into their starting eleven. Yeah, Evan yeah. Ferguson comes on as a kind of luxury substitute every mm. now and then. Huge differential in what's available to them. And yeah, he's not. Worth, and if you, yeah, I wouldn't. Pay and Andy, you know this as one of the top Brighton fans in the country. If you let the Seagulls play, they will beat you. Yeah. Yes, it can happen. No, yeah. no, that was. It's looking. It mm. is looking more and more. Who knows? I mean, you know, Chris has worked wonders there before, but uh, it is looking more and more like you know them and Burnley they're, are doomed. Them and Burnley are done. Yeah. I'll yeah. give you my yeah. summary at the end of all this of where I see the league. Okay, you're going to talk us through. Okay, well we won't move anywhere. That's like a party. Have we, we stopped putting people in barrels? Because Mason well, we, Holgate yeah. must be a oh, candidate. We're bringing the barrel yeah. back. We're oh, putting, yeah, absolutely. We'll play a bit of we'll play a bit of pugwash just for Mason later on. He'll know though. You know, he says. Of course, he's a pro. Isn't he? Yeah. Uh, anyway, we move on to uh, Luton Town one, Manchester United nil, mm. and a very entertaining game. Real ding dong do, wasn't it? End to end. I must say, I thought. I, mean, you wouldn't, I, I mean, thought it was all over after so five minutes. I, I thought. Was, I was, I was, I was yeah. thinking, I'm going to turn this off. It's two I was heading for the kettle as well. What's yeah, but the yeah. point. This but is then Carlton like, Morris got their goal back. You think, oh, hang on, there might be something yeah. happening here. And then it was like it was like a basketball match. I mean, they're both. It could have been five four. They both had really good chances to to win it, didn't they? I think I'll help you here, Paul. Forty three shots at goal God, almost exactly mad. evenly divided that's a football match um, um, but, you know match tonight are funny aren't they because when they were playing really well at the start they, they looked irresistible and then they got themselves involved in something that they probably didn't need to after Morris's um, goal and then after that it could have been anything really yeah David Coop bottled it didn't he should have given Casemiro a second oh, year totally. yeah. honestly I mean, it's so bad when they do and, and when, when that happens Andy you can understand every club who, you know, whether you're 20th and think the 19 clubs above you are getting the rub of the green or you're second 
and you think, you yeah. know, Liverpool are getting the rub of the green, you can understand it because that was so obviously mm. a second yellow card and he had to go. He did, I mean, if really. you compare it, say, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Calvin Phillips didn't cover himself in glory, but there was an option there for Calvin. his second. Mm. There was a second one. There was an option there to do what Coote did to say, you know, not every tackle is a sending off. I don't have to give him a second yellow for that. But, I mean, you know, that's why we keep saying all we want is consistency. We're never yeah, going to get it because two referees are going to see the incidents differently. The Could problem it, with it, that is, though, that, you, that you, the fans then get very, very agitated because they can only see the inconsistencies against their own side. And hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know if, if any of you are believers in the old, it levels itself out over the season. I don't. I think that's the, the most fatuous <laughs> thing. And that's a mixture of fatuous and vacuous. That's the most <laughs> fatuous thing <laughs> I've ever heard. It's the second new word today. Traitorious <laughs> and fatuous, yeah. They fortunate United in the game, though. 2-1, easily could have been 2-2 with the crowd would have gone up. You never know what might have happened. They missed some good chances, Luton. Yeah. They play some. Really... The more Luton had to push, they were leaving yeah, gaps they, at the they back. They play some and... really nice football. They yeah. do. Uh, their final ball wasn't great yesterday, but Ross Barkley's playing the best football in yeah. his career. He's and I saw and Dow- Doughty on the left side is definitely the yeah. best player that Kingstonian have ever produced. Yeah, that's for he sure. missed a great and chance. I saw, I saw in the first that. half. That's true. Yeah. But he he will, if if they do go down. Um, if he chooses, they'll so another team in the Premier League will buy Doughty, won't they? Because yeah. he's got that left foot delivery. They won't go needs. down. I'm absolutely convinced they won't go Righty down. Righty calling for Kobe Maynou, maybe featuring the England team, a little late burster maybe. I mean, he's playing very, very well at the yeah. moment. So. I said this on, on another platform, not as well paid as this, um, the <laughs> other day that uh, he's probably come a year too early for... Um, England, because imagine him, Rice and Bellingham mm. all doing their thing. Although Calvin Phillips is giving the England manager every chance to leave him out, isn't he? We'll yeah. come to that. Oh, at the yeah. moment, he's going to have to but find some form. Good win for United, another good away win. And playing yeah. the same front three in successive games really does And, help. you know, Tottenham's defeat, they are closing in yeah, a little three bit on points that behind top four, five sure. mix. Thank you, Andy, for that very, very accurate assessment of how yeah. far they are behind Spurs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have some kind of micrometer to measure that, <laughs> yeah. do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll move on next to uh, laugh. Tottenham Hotspur 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. I was at that one. We'll be reflecting on that and all the other games over the weekend. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Move on to uh, Tottenham Hotspur 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. Yeah, frustrating day for us Spurs fans in the stadium. I'm sure watching at home as well. Very good performance by Wolves. Danny, what was your take on it? Two things. One, um, very predictable performance by Wolves because mm. after they beat Spurs 2-1 at Molyneux on Monday Night Football, Gary O'Neill went on, did a detailed analysis of how Spurs play and how you can beat them and then replicated it exactly. <laughs> um, mm. I mean, go back and look at it. Mm. It's incredible. He just said, I'm going to do this, and we'll do that, and we'll do this, and it was done. Um, Paul, look, at the risk of... Um, uh, doing spoilers on my own uh, View from Lane podcast, I made the point today... Um, they've, got to, they've got to be careful, Spurs. It's great they're so attacking. They're conceding 1.5 goals per game. I'll tell you how many teams have qualified for the Champions League conceding 1.5 goals per game in the entire history of the league. The answer is none. Hmm. Not one. Literally. Not even Newcastle's mad team of 2002. They were only conceding 1.3 goals per game. So, look, it's brilliant that Spurs are all out of attack, but their weakness from set pieces where hmm. Wolves' smallest player gets a free header... And the, the 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 fact that if you if you can break the first line, if a Spurs player loses the the ball, it is fifty fifty whether you're going to get a shot on target. Now Vicario, hmm. the stats show that he's saving at Spurs game after game after game. 
Um, you were in the grand pool. I, was, I presume people were pretty frustrated with this. Yeah, it was frustrating because we were just it was we were playing in front of walls most of the time. I mean, James Madison, uh, as he was before the injury, I think could have unpicked the lot. James Madison at the moment is still finding his way back. We can't expect sure. miracles. Injuries, and, injuries take yeah. a while to get over. And yes. I think mm-hmm. even that match sharpness, that you know, mentally, he, yeah. he couldn't. Un- and that was you know, we were just it was a bit of a frustrating game. Wolves were brilliant defensively, and and you got to say they they deserve the victory. They massively missed their full backs Tottenham I mean Emerson Royal saw so much of the ball every time that he got the ball so often and God bless him he was getting in good positions that's, that's not was, a coincidence isn't it no. Wolves were, sh- were shuffling across to make sure he was the one who had the yeah. possession out of the back and expected him not to do a great deal with it and, and unfortunately obliged I mean look it, it, it was a frustrating day but I'm not going to go I'm not going to go too, it's a bit like the England cricket that's Ange exactly Ball Criticising Ange Ball is like criticising Baz Ball yeah. you know you got it's going to happen, and yeah. and Poro, Poro and Udogi are so key to the way Spurs play, yeah. and the other two weren't up to replacing. I thought, him. I thought uh, watching Nelson Semedo, I thought he had a, he was he was mm. excellent. I mean, a lot of them were excellent. Neto is excellent. Neto, just, well, many, Neto is he the best player outside the top four? Very probably. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll be playing for somebody else next season. But yeah, good. Yeah. A, so uh, good performance by Wolves. A frustrating well done, one for yeah. Spurs, but mm-hmm. they live to fight another day. Uh, Manchester City won. Chelsea won again. Very good performance. Maybe not expected. No, frustrated City. A bit like expected. when we played him in the three-all draw. If you catch Haaland when he's got Thrupney Baird on, mm. um, you've always got a fighting chance. No, no. Just, I weren't going in. Were I've they, had this him? theory for a long time about City. The the only way you beat City is they miss a bucket load of chances yeah. and you score twice. Yeah, yeah. And Chelsea I can, had I can the help with that, Andy. Yeah. During, earlier in the season when you were going about Chelsea's inability to take chances, they were missing. I think the highest one was 28 shots a goal and didn't win a match. City had 31 shots in this goal, didn't win the match, the most this season for any team. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it's, but that it's, a weird game. Right. it's been a blueprint it for a, a lot of ga- teams to beat City, I think. That. But it's a weird game to, because I watched the game live. I thought Chelsea were very good. It looked very young and athletic. I thought they were good from that point of view. But mm. if you watch the game live, Manchester City were the dominant team. You watch the highlights and it looked like an end-to-end, very, very even game because Chelsea did make chances as well. And let's but one thing about Sterling's goal, by the way, um, he doesn't because he's in that box now. Someone who hasn't quite fulfilled his potential as a striker to put Walker and Edison on their backsides. Mm. That was a great take by Sterling. A great yeah. take. But you know, I thought for seventy minutes Chelsea acquitted themselves really well. I did. Really good, we all yeah. felt that you know he went a bit defensive. He, he could sniff the one nil and he started taking. And by the time he took off Jackson and Palm, we had no threat. And of course, that just invited City onto us. Yeah. And then the Colwell handball was another talking point. Ooh, um, I've seen them given. It was very good to hear Shay Given say, "I've seen them given." Yes, that was tremendous. Yeah. I've seen them given. Um, <laughs> well, I don't yes. know what. He, I don't know where he can go with that. I've, I've seen them Jacobs. I don't know what he can say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sort of does roll down the arm a bit. It's the sort uh, of one. I thought he moved, and, you know, and I'm biased, but I thought he moved his hand to the ball. I thought Chelsea were a bit lucky there. And but if that's, the, the cr- that's true, one, the foul by Walker, it was a foul by Walker on Sterling. I don't know why he went mad. If that was the other way around, it yeah. would have been a penalty he, for Chelsea. He, he tripped the defender, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he did. He did. But, but credit mm. for the way he responded by firing himself like a rocket off the ground, Kyle <laughs> Walker. Did you see the athleticism of that? The Olympics are only months away. He could go, he could do the treble and get the Olympic gold medal yeah. in yeah. floor exercises. <laughs> I mean, it does tell you that, you know, you said City had mm. th- that many shots. But 31. They had, they had fewer on target than Chelsea yeah. did. So that it was, was Harland. Harland had nine of them yeah. off target. Just yeah. one of those days. You know, another time Petrovic, yeah. I, I can't believe God it. Helped 
God help whoever City are playing next. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. I think they're playing midweek. We've got bringing Sanchez match. back. I don't get that at all. I think Petrovic has done really well for Chelsea. Yes. He made a great save off that deflected. And Dezarsi, another one, really had a great game, didn't he? Come good, I think. So. Yes, yeah, I he think, played I very well. Chelsea yeah, yeah. looked really, really encouraged, yeah. Andy, from, yeah, from your yeah. point of view. It'd be interesting. But the thing is, they could turn up Liverpool, uh, Wembley next week. They could do anything. No. They could win. They could draw it, at, and then they could get thrashed. You They've know. got Brentford tomorrow night, City at home. So, uh, and then yeah. it's sorry, it's yeah. Liverpool got Luton on Wednesday night. So, but uh, no telly for either of those, I guess, no, because Champions League. Because of mm. Champions League, which is a bit of a blow. So, uh, that is a great shame. But we bring you Manchester City Brentford, not on UK TV tomorrow night on Talksport. And indeed, we bring you Liverpool Luton on Wednesday. So, we got it covered for mm. us. You can't watch mm. it on the box. Uh, let's have a look at Forest versus West Ham, Nottingham Forest to West Ham United nil. Another. Poor performance. He came out fighting, though, didn't Bush and Sundance was uh, David Moyes uh, afterwards, a kind of passive-aggressive reminder to the West Ham fans who are not Should having possibly him. Possibly a very similar to Numar, I suspect. Yeah, um, you've so. never had it so good, he effectively said, mm. didn't he? Yeah, cu- coming out all guns blazing when the Mexican army is surrounding you, it, it, is, of course, it is, of course, fantastically romantic, mm. but there's only one end to it. Um, look... It never, it never, you never can prove that, that professional footballers have given up on the manager. But I mean, Calvin Phillips was the opposite. He was trying too hard, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, he's off um, the so pace he, as well. Yeah, he's not so, yeah, so he gets himself sent off. Um, but for a, the quality of players that West Ham have got, you know, and some of the stats suggest the game was close. It wasn't. The eye test there was that Nottingham Forest were going to beat them um, with eleven or ten men, and so it proved. Um, and. Uh, West Ham probably won't change anything between now and the end of the season. What would be the point? Um, but David Moyes, deser- what he doesn't deserve, I think, and I, I, I'm sorry to be a bit of a romantic here, given what he did last year in Europe with them, mm. he doesn't deserve banners saying Moyes out. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, he needs board, some but. wins, though. You know, he does. But, yeah. you know, if they get a couple of wins, they're right up there. They're, I don't you know, know how far Pekatar is off. Is he? I mean, he's yeah, pretty he's key, key to them. So. Antonio's back, but he was a bit rusty, but that's understandable. And yeah, I don't think Pekatar is very near to coming back, so uh, they, they, you know that level of creativity that he brings to it, it is still going to be missing. My one year scores constantly, however Forrest are playing. He must be yeah. must be bigger yeah. clubs looking at him, I would have thought. They don't play till, they've got a long way, they don't play till Monday night. Uh, they play, I think we'll bring you that game, West Ham Brentford on Monday night, so they've got a long old wait, plenty of time mm. to stew on that, but I suppose David Hudson Moyes... Adoy, uh, along with Loftus-Cheek, yeah. uh, they're thriving, aren't they? So Yeah, he played very yeah, well. It's, it's interesting for Chelsea fans. It's really interesting if they'd taken the Newcastle route and just yeah. added to the players and they had rather than sell everybody. And Nuno announced that he's going to use Mark Clattenburg, the former referee, as a refereeing analyst. Andy seems to think that he heard Nuno saying that Mark Clattenburg will be on the bench with him. Yeah, I mean, I was listening in the background, so if, if he didn't say that, I apologise. But it be, sounded like he said that. It would be that. quite intimidating. The idea is I don't that, think it's right. I suppose he's going to say things like, you know, David Coo, he, you know, he doesn't like, a, you know, he, he's a bit more lenient on this and he's not on that. It's a bit yeah. of, it was, it's a bit of inside information because you wonder what kind of influence he can ultimately I have think, in a I live think game. I a fascinating But then they all hate because... each other, the refs. Oh, yeah, that's like... <laughs> it's a bitchy, bitchy supermodels, <laughs> a lot of them. Uh, this is a fascinating <laughs> development, though, because, you know, none of us know exactly what Mark's going to do, but we all know that uh, increasingly having your say with the referees appears to work. Um, well, on that this... level, can I just say that I sat behind Jurgen Klopp on Saturday... For 90 minutes, he was into Graham Scott. 
In a friendly way? Or just just always chatting to him? It depended on how Liverpool were doing. Once Liverpool were well in front, they always were always like his best mate. I thought they were going on holiday together. Seriously. It's like leaning into him, old Graham, you know, like... But before that, looking a bit cosy. Before you know, it became clear what was going to happen. I mean, maybe for thirty-five minutes, he was just every decision, everything, just on and on. And it must work because otherwise he wouldn't do it. But that's not. I mean, again, it's just pushing the envelope, isn't he? Marginal gains. But Thomas Frank didn't do it once. It's up for Graham Scott, whoever the fourth official is, to resist that, isn't it? Well, and be a bit more aloof. I know, but you know, he wasn't. Well, so they'll, they'll, they'll nature, end up with another te- with a third technical area for the fourth official, yeah. and I mean that. And what happens because... after a game when a manager wants to go in and see the referee? Well, obviously, while they're having their sandwiches, if, it, if, Sanya, yeah. if you want to go in at that point, <laughs> so does Mark Clattenburg go in instead as the referee analyst? Does he? Is he the one who goes into Michael Oliver and said, "How do you make that, uh, Mike? How do you make hey, that Mike. second yellow?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it I don't know, it's odd, but I think, well, it's it's a. It's a very bold move by Nottingham Forest. We'll mm. see what, what they get from it, whether the referees respond by being a bit more spiky about it. But there's definitely a case, you know, all clubs are now pressurising referees. And Paul, Spurs have that great piece of luck against Liverpool. Let's not kid ourselves. Oh, yeah. Maybe that was all their refereeing luck for the season. When we had something go against us, and Postacoglu at the press said, that's just the way it is, mate. We don't worry about that. Mm. Um, I, I shook my head in disbelief. You can't be doing that in the Premier League because it's not what the top teams do. And I'll make the point, Spurs have had more incursions into the more touches in the opposition penalty areas than the other team. Yeah. One penalty so far this season. Yeah, now, yeah. I can't remember one that they weren't given, so maybe that's that's perfectly right. But you've got to pressurise the referees. Ferguson knew that 30 years we ago. We need our own refereeing analyst. Let's get Paul out of retirement. Yeah. Let's get him back at Tottenham. <laughs> anyway, um, Newcastle 2, Bournemouth 2. That's coming up next. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Just very quickly return to the uh, Forest West Ham game. Chris in Nottingham says, boys, how can you not mention the second penalty in two weeks? We were denied at Forest. Sorry, Chris, you're absolutely right. I did mean to erode it down at Nico Williams' yeah. corner challenge. I mean, there's mm. no gap between... I mean, well, I don't know what the referee's seeing there, Thomas Bramwell, because there's no... He doesn't sort of feel the contact, then go down a minute later. It's directly linked to it. It's a definite penalty. I mean, why would they not say, you might want to have another look at that? The person who is communicating with you there is just reflecting the general... It's it's bewildering now that the standard of the refereeing. And by the way, it's not just in this country. The actual protests on grounds in France um, uh, at the weekend about the standard of refereeing. Um, every penalty decision it appears now to become whether it's VAR or otherwise fifty-fifty yeah. whether they're going to give it or not. It, it's also such very, a hierarchical system. I watched Michael Oliver in action on Saturday well, at Brentford. We'll, and we'll come to that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, yeah, we will come to that in a minute. VAR doesn't want to go against him. Um, Newcastle two, Bournemouth two. Our producer was there. He's in the Bournemouth end, and uh, I mean, he talked about the frustration of that sort of five-minute delay where they tried to sort whether something was offside <laughs> or a shirt pull or a penalty. Where or... did they come up with that rule? This doesn't um, make no sense, does it? If, if, if he's offside, then... Then everything else is irrelevant. Else is irrelevant. Throw the whistle, get on with it. How can that yep. be a penalty? It just can't be a penalty. It's, it obviously was by the laws, but it makes no sense. I don't even know it is by the laws, Andy. It was just given. That's all you can say these days, isn't it? Whatever about the laws, it was given, you know? Yeah. Um, mm. It's ridiculous. Not a great... I mean, they got out of jail Newcastle. Not a great performance by them. Um, but they, they... Both strikers are out. doesn't help. You no, know, no. Gordon can play there, but he prefers it out wide, you know. They found a way, um, despite being I, not out. They probably Bournemouth deserved the points, didn't they? Yeah. Um, I'll say yes and no, mm. um, because... One of the ways they got the points was an amazing amount of fouling. They mm. committed a tremendous amount of fouls in the game. 23. You very rarely see a team get up to 20. Um, but yeah, it's all personal, isn't it? I thought Newcastle just about deserved their equaliser. Mm. And Laura the yep. X, wasn't it? Matt Ritchie and all that. So, yeah. Um, and mm. yeah, they got. And he doesn't score very often, Matt, does he? No, so, that's you know, we yeah. could, I mean, he would have struggled to miss from there, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That would yes, have been the, miss of the been the miss of the season. Uh, Fulham 1, Aston Villa 2. Again, a good result for Villa with Spurs having lost. Um, and uh, yeah, Ollie Watkins. I don't know if the England manager. It's great when the England manager's there, mm. he doesn't play particularly well. I don't know if Gareth was there or not, but two <laughs> two goals for him. A lot of England chat subsequently afterwards. That that was the the difference between the sides. The quality of the finishing. Muniz is in good form. He got one. Watkins mm. is a quality player. He got two. There was nothing in the game really between, yeah. other than that. I mean, Villa did. Villa. It was a great result for them. Mm. Fulham were very sloppy when they were yeah. kind of architects of their own downfall in the day. So they're funny, aren't they? They're, sometimes you think that you know they're very, very strict and regimented. You think this is not a bad team. In other days, you see them doing this, and you think, they, well, you know, they should win. If they play the way they can, they can win this game. But this is the whole Premier League this season. There are lots, lots of inconsistent teams. Uh, Nunes is good. He's got strikers in. I don't know why they signed yeah. Broya. He's not even going to play. He's not starting. <laughs> I was actually saying, I was watching a drama, I can't think it was Criminal Record. It was an Albanian character called Breuer. You often get that, don't you? The writers will stick a footballer is that in the a Smith club. of it's, Maybe it's the Smith of Albania, I don't know. Mm, uh, well, Clement Longley, a player when I watched him at Tottenham, was not completely sure whether he'd start in a Premier League back four, but well well done to the manager who's... Mm. They've got their well-drilled... Got... Yeah, Pau Torres helped yeah, coming uh, back. Well. Maybe yeah. talking him through it. The pair of them did yeah. pretty well. Long, Longley has, you know, he has a skill set that they're finding the best of, and Spurs never did. That's very true. Burnley nil, Arsenal 
five. Oh, oh God. Uh, yeah. going so Stick, well. gummed, steamrollers, um, yeah. pumped, yeah. whatever you want to call it. It was a tough old day again. Another tough old day for Burnley. Not a massive surprise. I mean, they just, they set about them, Arsenal, didn't they? Got it, got all the damage done early and then just kept at it. Enjoy it. They enjoyed it. It must have been a great game of playing if you were an Arsenal fan. Yeah, Certainly if you're you an Arsenal fan. You can't give it. any Premier League player, let alone Odegaard. You can't give them that much room to shoot. You know, they're going to yeah. score. You know, it's um, it, made, it, made my, it made me seem a genius. I sat down to watch the game with the Arsenal supporting lady wife. <laughs> I, and I was saying these words to her. And I'm not, I'm not, I swear on my youngest sister's life, this is true. I said, thing with this Bernie team, love, is it's no problem because they just give you a chance to play. At that exact second, yeah. Odegaard struck the ball in the back of the net. She looked at me like I was a seer or had pre-recorded yeah, the match. Yeah. <laughs> in those rare moments you haven't got the ball, they will probably give it back yeah. to you as they attempt to play oh, it from the back. It was so and, easy, uh, even Havertz scored. Yeah, is that what you're and, saying? And let's be honest, is it, Bernie fans watching a team that had no shots on target at home, yeah. defended like that, and then that rain started, and you just thought, oh, I mean, I know they're pretty to make them tough in that part of the world but what a miserable experience yeah. we're all concerned yeah. you know but the Arsenal well, teams of course yeah. were terrific you know? Arsenal have been great since the turn of the year since yeah, they were they're plus they're 19 goal difference since the yeah, uh, they're so refreshed warm they weather training good. seems to be uh, seems well, to be the they key were, they were really struggling they were hanging on and hanging on but they yeah. were losing games had that lovely break. It's just, made all it the really difference. is just about how the rest of the season they haven't got the FA Cup which is yeah. good for them but the, how the Champions League Impacts on the league. Otherwise, they if will they keep beat Porto up, over over the two legs. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we, got, we need yeah. them to. As We've well, got to squeeze in Brentford one, Liverpool four. I mean, it feels like a long time ago, and it was a pretty one side. I mean, that header by Jota, what a header that was! To watch that, bring mm. it out the air and just nod it into the path of Nunes with a great finish. That was a. I hope that's going to be in the gold goal. It probably won't make goal of the month, it but was it a, was right opposite. It was a brilliant header and. Yeah. Uh, it was a hoof out from Van Dijk, really. I know. Amazing. It was, um, but honestly, Brentford's defending was just terrible. Yeah, it wasn't stunning on the day. And, was and, it? and if you defend badly, I mean, I, I come to like Darwin Nunes more mm. week by week by week. He's such a monstrous nuisance to defenders that if they're not having a good day, and you're right, Andy, Brentford's defenders were having, I think, a reasonably rare off day. Mm. Um, Nathan Collins was all over the place, to be fair. Um, but Nunes was just, just causing, just their heads were spinning by the end of it. Um, but without I, I without Embuemo and uh, Rico Henry, they've got no pace in the team. See, even Ivan Tony, I, he, he's a wonderful player and his link plays fabulous and his finishing is great. Quick. But he's not quick. He's not the quickest. And so, no. but in a team where they the team gets possession, they would like eight seventy five percent of the time. He'll get twenty five a season because he'll get. Yeah, a lot yeah. And he's a Liverpool fan. He uh, he let on the other day. Yeah. Apparently, in the Brentford program, said he's a, that's a come and get me play. Hint, hint, yeah. They've got they enough. They don't need him. They've got enough. I've already got the shirt. Just, you know. uh, yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought Brentford yeah. started quite well, but they just you know they gave that first goal was a real giveaway, and then yeah. I think oh, the second goal was a good goal. McAllister, that was nice, yeah. and the rest of them were. Ring well. rust does not cling to Mo Salah for very long, does it? You no. think, oh, he's going to be a bit rusty for about five minutes. That mm. one miss, um, yeah. we could look sort his feet out. He's a, he's a fantastic player. That doesn't you don't I don't get any um, plaudits for recognising that. I do prefer his long hair when he lets it go um, like the gardener hasn't turned up for three weeks. I don't like it when he's had his hair cut a bit shorter. In fact, um, Dan Ashwood could go and look after his hair he could. Um, while he's on his two years gone. on leave. the two-year leave, that's right. Mm. Do work for his but money. I was, I was saying, you know, VAR, there was a foul by uh, Robertson on Tony. It was a penalty. Oliver didn't give it. Mm. And I just think it's the hierarchy. They don't go yeah. against him. The, the, the guy never, in the... Oh, it's Michael yeah. Oliver. I can't do... It. it was a penalty. It was. They didn't go know. against Thomas Bramall. So 
I know what you mean. I can't tend to agree with the theory, but they don't tend to go against anybody. Anyway, no. we've run out of time. Okay, and we've never got a chance to go through your game by who's going to finish where. All right. We'll do that when you get back. Danny? I'll um, do it later, if you like. Pleasure. Well, okay. <laughs> we'll catch up with you next week. Um, Love good that. to talk to you. Yeah. And you'll be back Sunday with Andy Brassel for um, Trans Europe Express, I take Absolutely, it. I will. Cheers, Thank Cheers. You. All the best, Danny. Bye, everyone. There we Bye. are. There's Danny Kelly there. Uh, we're looking back on all the games this weekend. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, you may recall uh, a few weeks ago, we were chatting to the good people at Hull FC because they had decided um, that a sponsor wanted a, a mascot um, and it was going to be a radiator. Oh, yeah, I remember um, that, yeah. And um, we asked the talk sport, listen, we spoke to um, the chief exec, uh, James Clark, of uh, Hull FC, the rugby league team, mm. and we ran some names from the listeners past them. And one of them, James, was quite taken with. Probably not the name they give him. It was Paul. It was a radiator. So yeah. as he comes from Hull, um, yeah. Paul Heaton. Paul Heaton, as in Paul Heaton. Of really course. good, yeah. The beautiful that's South. Very clever, yeah. Um, and James really liked it. He said, oh, that's brilliant. He said, we'd, we'd like to invite the person along for a game if they fancy coming. Yeah, he yeah. was in Waltham Abbey in Essex, which yeah. is a bit of a schlep up to Hull. a long way, but yeah, But we discovered yeah. that he had uh, rugby, enjoyed rugby league and had uh, roots uh, in the area. So they went up because it was nearly in Waltham Abbey. He mm. said, chaps, um, after that feature... Um, we went up for the game, the whole KR game last Thursday, the derby. Many thanks to James Clark. My dad and I were well looked after. Sadly, FC played like they'd all had a big dinner. Yes, it wasn't mm. the greatest result for uh, Adrian's very own Hull FC, but uh, well done to everybody at the club for inviting Neil up. And I don't know what they've called the radiator. I mean, it'll probably be Rady the Radiator when it's the route. You go well, there they, more they didn't call it Paul Heat on I don't the think end. they oh, have. I'll shame. find out. Okay. Maybe there's a bit of copyright issue or something. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, they might have to get <laughs> Paul's permission. <laughs> yeah, I probably guess. would have. So uh, anyway, we'll have to find out what they've gone with. Um, anyway, um, if, if you know, let us know. Talksport.com, text 1889. Ronnie Radiator. Ronnie the Radiator. It's got to be a bit of alliteration, yeah, isn't I'd it? I'd say yeah. so, really. Um, oh, no, he's... Oh, Watty. They've called him Watty. Watty. Yeah. Really? He joins Early and, and Girly Bird for the new season. So they went with Watty. Watty. Yeah, okay. so that's not bad, is it? It's going to be Watty yeah. the Radiator. Obvious, really. Mm. Um, I asked you rather, uh, you know, I was, I was, it was a homage to um, our old mate Max Rushton on a Saturday morning who definitely would have looked mm. at Mick Harford giving Harry Styles an extra strong mint and asked you, the talk mm. sport listener, um, when was the last time you were given a sweet by a famous football person? Yeah. Um, Ed said, I was walking to school probably about 10 years ago and was stood at the Zebra Crossing. I looked up and it was Sam Allardyce stood next to me opening a packet mm. of chewing gum. Yeah. And he gave me one. What about that? So we we got at least one of those, which I will pass on. I will pass on to Max for what it's worth. But I think we've probably exhausted that now. Uh, I'm on three months gardening leave up to the end of April. This is um, Dan Ashworth, who could be home for two years, and we say his garden's going to be just quite incredible, really like Monty Don's. It's just um, to get the fee up, you know. That. Yeah. My main accomplishment so far is getting my golf handicap down. Just mm. needed to stop raining. Otherwise, it's been uh, back to being a house husband. The oven has been cleaned and I've defrosted the freezer today. I have no garden, says Mark, <laughs> which is obviously <laughs> a bit of a fly in the ointment, isn't it? Fair enough. Uh, do you want some planning news? I forgot to oh, tell the uh, news. producer about this. Okay, we don't worry. Know. I mean, we can live without the jingle. Well, it, I is love it? the jingle. Okay, really. we'll see if we can find it after. Yeah. Or well, you can do event. it just fire off even when I'm speaking. Oh, okay. That no, that'll go down. He well. won't put me off. Yeah. Okay. Go on, go on then. I've been having lessons from Jeff Stelling. You know. I Have come you in really? Early in the morning. Yeah. How are they working out Not for at you, all. Andy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Former Premier League winner Danny Drinkwater 
has kicked off a row with neighbours over plans to extend a Cheshire pad. Mm. The ex-Leicester City and Chelsea midfielder retired last year and bought a 1930s four-bed residence. He wants to turn it into a multiple-storey, five-bedroom property, mm. but angry residents oh, in Wilmslow say the plans are out of keeping with the area. Right. One claimed the extension will result in an overbearing development which would be wholly inappropriate oh, dear. and like a block of flats. Another said it was oppressive. Wilmslow Town Council also objected. All right, so it's, on it goes. <sighs> we've never quite planning news. Planning Thank you very news. much. All Steve. the planning news we've brought you, because basically newspapers these days, mm. they're not looking at social media quite a lot of the time. Mm. They will go and look at some planning mm. news on the off chance there's uh, maybe someone from the world of sport or entertainment having trouble with their uh, refurb or extension. The, the one that, mm. thing that kicked it all off was Kevin Keegan's uh, <laughs> Kevin Keegan's extension, Kevin Keegan's which which extension. was up. Which went on for months. <laughs> they said yes, they said no, he changed the plans, and we really enjoyed bringing that to you for some reason. Did he ever get it done? I think he did. I think he got there in the okay. end, Kev, which was, which was great news. Um, somebody I know sent me a picture the other day, uh, uh, Barry the Spurs fan. Um, he, asked, he asked a Korean fan, there was a lot of Korean fans at the game the other day, because hmm. we had Hwang Yee Chan was there for Wolves, and of course Son Yong Min for Tottenham. So we had two Korean players. Uh, and it's such an was, amazing photo. You put it on uh, social media. Yeah, I think you may have seen it. We will put it on TSH and J. Young Korean girl, um, Barry said, "Can I? Can I get a picture?" And it was. It's it's a half and half shirt. Yes, uh, it's a half a wolf shirt with he on it, and uh, half a Tottenham shirt with on on it, where she's uh, she couldn't really make it work, where she chopped it in half. Well, it, uh, there was a lots and lots and lots of South Korean fans more yeah. than ever because surprising, we had it? two South Korean players yeah. on the pitch. The only thing is, I was talking to someone from one of the supporters groups from around the country, mm. and they would get quite a few tickets. For, uh, they would t- or tend to get the tickets they wanted for all of their UK-based supporters to come. But that has been getting more and more difficult. They've noticed they're getting fewer tickets. Mm. And when you see that, I mean, the thing is, the South Korean fans are obviously coming in to the games, and they're maybe only coming to one or two games a season, mm. and... Um, they're on tours, you guess, because there was lots and lots of block seating, and they imagine they're spending quite a lot of money in the mega store as well. Well, the which shirt, is, definitely. Which, after years mm. of supporting the club in the UK, I mean, I don't know this for a fact. It may just be anecdotal, but it was interesting it's, talking look, to someone. It's, the, it's the, the result of the success of the Premier League. Yeah. And it's just something you have to deal with. It's unfortunate for the sort of real. You know, proper Spurs fans, but what are you going to do? Yeah. It's the way the game's gone. Isn't yeah, we it? will put that. I'll send that to the producer. We can stick it on social media for you. Actually, I think he's already got it, so we'll put it up at TSH and J. Apparently, I was reading that one of the snooker players. I can't remember who was saying that uh, they're trying to crack America with with the game. And yeah. he said Judd Trump's snooker exhibitions are going down really well. I was thinking it's got to be the name, isn't it? Yes, they must think he's. he's <laughs> I think he's related. Well, I mean, there's always a chance he's got a son you've never heard of. <laughs> really, <laughs> they may just. We're talking about. Uh, Donald yeah. Trump later mm. on he's brought out his own sneakers yeah, he went to sneaker con this big uh, sneaker extravagance in the states and rocked up and he said I've been thinking of doing this for 12 or 13 years so bring mm. up why basically but he has um, we're going to speak to big sneaker collector and expert the man who wrote the book the ultimate book on on the sneakers the history of them a little bit later on Thomas Turner that's coming up and as we said we're going to have a chat with the only man that could have made Chris Wilder smile and we'll play you the reason why he's one of our reporters, Alan Biggs. Uh, the Daily Star have a quite a good thing. It's like a sort of this week in football over the years. Yes. And it's seven years to the day since Sutton's sub-goalie Wayne Shaw ate a pie during a oh, cut yeah. tie. Do you remember that? 
And he got amazing. in all sorts of trouble, didn't he? he? Did. Because he, he, he linked up with, was it Paddy? I think he certainly linked up with a betting company. Somebody to do with it, so yes. And um, an out a pie in a certain minute and ended up on an FA charge, didn't it? All got a bit serious. Yeah, it did. There it's he is. Piegate. Piegate. How many years ago was that, you said? Seven years. No. Wow. Eight years. Eight oh, no, years. Hold on, 2017. Seven years. Seven years, okay, thank you. On this day with Andy Jacobs. <laughs> that's quite an... <laughs> why don't they do day. that? Why don't they do that more on radio? That's such an... You know, <laughs> that's such thinking, a terrible feature. Wouldn't that feature. be a great regular feature <laughs> on this day? <laughs> on this day. It's you don't really have to bad. say it like that. Well, you do, really, because it's a really terrible idea. So, as we said, a little bit of news from a good source coming out of Germany regarding Bayern Munich. We will be chatting to Andy Brassel about where we're going to kick off. I remember driving through Northampton once, and uh, the yeah? DJ went... On this day, it was exactly okay. like this. Elvis Presley died. It oh, was one of those. Was yeah. it Elvis? Was it that day? Well, obviously it was that day. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's bad if he got the wrong he day. Just thought he'd say it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get this reader's on trousers this, in. What, what a pity. Why don't we do a new feature on this day yesterday? <laughs> the things that happened. Things that happened yesterday. <laughs> the day before this day. Yeah. Week Wednesday on this. Um, <laughs> anyway, Andy Brussels coming up next. Okay. If you want to get in touch? If you, what's gardening leave like? Let us know. Andy's never done it. I don't know. I've ever done it before. So uh, no. if you're doing it now, let us know. It's, it's not t- happening at this point in my career. I'm doing afraid. a dance. So Dan might be listening this afternoon. He's got two years to kill. I mean, honestly, no more water features, Dan. For goodness' sake. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jay. Jacob's Daily Podcast. We're going to play you a little something uh, now. Uh, we're alerted to this on uh, social media. He outed himself, uh, one of our uh, regular uh, touchline reporters, uh, Alan Biggs. Um, he was having a chat with um, Chris Wilder mm. after Sheffield United were beaten by Brighton. And Chris obviously wasn't wasn't in the greatest of moods in light of what had gone on. But uh, there was a little bit of a mix-up with Alan, uh, getting his um, Cameron Archer. He didn't have a Subway on, did he? No, he didn't have a Subway. He wasn't eating a sandwich. Uh, he, he got a bit mixed up with uh, Cameron Archer and Ben Brereton-Diaz, and this is what happened. Is there any prospects of getting Archer and Cameron Diaz back quickly? Cameron like Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She can play okay. up front for us. Big Z. We'll keep that in. Yeah, we'll keep that in. We'll like keep that. that in. I like that. You brought me up for yeah. like five seconds, mate. Ben Brereton Diaz. Yeah, you've got it. Cameron, I know you've got Cameron it. Archer. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Fair play to Chris Wilder. Alan joins us now. Alan, it must have taken a lot to make Chris Wilder smile yesterday, but you managed to do it inadvertently. There. Where's Alan? Attempt to, to joke with a football manager who's just lost 5 0. So uh, <laughs> this was not in any way deliberate or contrived. And you know what it's like with yeah. foot and mouth, foot and mouth disease. You don't realise what you've said. And it was his face momentarily before he exclaimed, Cameron Diaz, <laughs> that gave it away a split second before as I wound the tape back and uh, realised what I'd said. Yeah, I mean, Half of it, I understand why I made that mistake now. Yeah. I mean, those two names. <laughs> but, yeah. She's a Brentford fan. Don't you remember years ago? She went to oh, Brentford. Yeah. She was mates with one of the owners at Brentford and went to a couple of games. So, I think, I mean, look, you know, uh, maybe she would mm. turn out for Sheffield United. Well, same as red and white stripes. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, red- you should have got her on instead of me. <laughs> Tougher booking, out, <laughs> yes, really, to be, honest, yeah. to be to be perfectly honest. But that was a nice moment, as you said. He probably, you know, he probably didn't feel like 
uh, chatting to anybody, but uh, it gave him a bit of a lift. But yeah, if she can play up front for us, he said that is that is very <laughs> yeah, good. And you, you see Sheffield United. Have you been surprised about how poor they are? I mean, the last time no. they were promoted, they were, you know, they gave it a really good go for certainly for a season before they went down. But this yeah. season, they've just done nothing, have they? Really? Well, if you go in undercooked, undercooked is what you'll be. So no, I'm not surprised. Not surprised in the slightest. Um, they've had two managers, two, in my opinion, very capable managers in Paul Hackingbottom and Chris Wilder. I don't think it would have mattered if Pep had been in charge or Jurgen Klopp. I think the same outcome, if your players aren't good enough for that level and if you've gone in having just sold your two best players and you only start replacing them after the season started, then you, you get, as a football club, you get what you deserve and... So, uh, frankly, I'm absolutely not surprised at all by these results. Um, you know, players will kick themselves, managers will look at themselves, but I feel genuinely that everybody there is just trying their best, but they just haven't got yeah. the resources and what it takes to to be better. And it's not just them. You know, Burnley spent considerably more in the summer under a big name manager in Vincent Company with pretty much the same the same outcome. So no, I'm not surprised, but I, I am glad I gave Chris <laughs> just a moment of light relief even yeah. if even if it did only last five seconds, you know. Yeah, yeah good uh, stuff. Fair enough. Cheers Alan. Good Thanks, to talk Alan. to you. Good Thanks for coming on. All the best, mate. Cheers. There we are. Alan Biggs there, journalist and the with the Cameron Archer Ben Brereton Diaz. Cameron Diaz mix up the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Clips of the Week, pewter time. We dust off some old clips from back in the day. Not gold, just pewter. Uh, the producer, it's the final ones he's going to curate. I know. He's, been, he's, he's done such a brilliant job with this. He set sail. So we've not heard them since. Set we, sail. Yes, he does. We um, <laughs> Go around the world cruise. I think he is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's, he's chosen... Embezzling the company funds. <laughs> he's, cho- he's chosen these from... Uh, uh, 2006 and why don't you kick us off Andy with these okay we start with Andrew McKenna and cricket news and um, we've just got Ranjan Majigale's statement he's the ICC's cheese referee he's the ICC's referee. cheese referee well he decides what cheese they have at tea that's right oh that's good okay, okay. well that's good to hear um, this is Mike Parry now Sainsbury's now say that instead of wrapping all their produce in cellophane yes. they're going to put it into combustible packaging doesn't sound like a good idea. Dangerous, I would have thought. (laughs) Sounds like an absolute disaster. (laughs) These crisps have exploded. Yeah. What about that? This is Adrian Durham and Rodney Marsh on Drive, chatting to newsreader Robin Schoenhofer, and a lovely example of one of Rodney's more unpredictable moments. I got myself stuck in a loft once. <laughs> oh, you had to ring somebody to, to get you out, didn't you? To come and get me. Why are you taking uh, your mobile into the loft? Because I thought something like that. <laughs> really? <laughs> what happened there? That was Rodney. <laughs> he just did a surprise did he scream. Spill the tea on himself as they hot I've tea. I've got no idea. Maybe we'll, we'll call him. He should be up now in the states. <laughs> See if he can remember what went. That was quite scary. Honestly, quite scary, wasn't it? Here's Graham Beecroft with a surprising text from a listener. Uh, morning, Alan. I was in the crowd at Everton and I applaud what Joey did, says G. Michael. 
Oh, good old, good old George to get in. <laughs> Tremendous. It wasn't it? back in the day. It wasn't just Harry Styles <laughs> going to watch the football, was it? Staying with Beaky, here he is with racing commentator Derek Tomo Thompson. Apart from all, <laughs> apart from its <laughs> sire, its dam, and everything else, what should it be looking for when it trots into or walks into the ring? Well, a horse. It's a very interesting one. There, I look for a horse that you know I believe can go on and run fast. Well, yeah, I suppose that's the, the basics, <laughs> isn't it? In the world really. of horse racing, <laughs> you would imagine that's a very basic. So really, yeah. Pre, well, not one just trots along at the back. Uh, <laughs> here's John Gaunt introducing a caller. Let's go to uh, Jason in Bradford. Hi, Gina. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Gina. Hi, Gina. Okay. So, I think you got a new kitchen, John, or he was after one. Probably after one. This is Rachel Brooks, now of Sky Formula One, no less, with the news. Boss Stuart Pearce has told Sky Sports News they feel they've dealt with the situation adequately. I personally think the ban and uh, whatever would the. For the first time 15 years out, the Tories are now odds on favourites at 8 to 11. It's even money labour. And I always remember an old adage when I did my politics. We have every respect for Macedonia, but it's about us. It's about our performance. We seem to have a bit of a glitch and, uh, in the system. So I'll continue with the cricket then. I think someone <laughs> lent on the controls, <laughs> didn't they? Just it? fire off all the clips of the last couple of weeks from the news. That seems like a good idea. Tremendous. Back to Mike Parry again, talking football. Now, what I want to ask you this, Anthony. Um, this man, Turves, obviously... Turves. What? Carlos Turves. Carlos Turves. Yes. <laughs> this man Turves. This is the overnight show now. Uh, who we're doing a phone in to a psychic feature. Yeah. I'm looking for a house move. If that, if that's at all possible, do you see a house move at all for me? Um. That is a little bit difficult question because uh, nobody can do it. Only yourself. Yeah, oh, so much of a psychic, uh, was he really? You seem to tremendous. Can't tell you, mate. You know, either move or you don't. Nothing to do with me. Uh, back to Alan Brazil and Graham Beecroft now. Uh, coming back from an ad break. Brilliant. Yes, you're gone, Beaky. Does it? Does that still the old blood? It certainly does. I'll no question about that. Use that music as, uh, you know, when you do a package, uh, use that music quite a few times. Okay. I'd rather not known that, really, Beaky. <laughs> You're doing a Don't package. need to take us into that room in the house. It's an odd musical choice, isn't it? Wow. It's ridiculous. Staying with Beaky, here he is singing a bit of classic Al Jolson on Breakfast. He just along. Brilliant, brilliant. Vicky goes on rendition early doors in the first hour. Absolutely brilliant. Al Robeson, who was a, an absolute star. Yeah. Al Robeson? It was Paul Robeson was, and yeah, Al Jolson, but it was Paul Robeson. It was Paul Robeson. But also, it was, I just. Al Robeson. Speaking singing along with Paul Robeson, does it, I mean, they don't really speak in the same range, I wouldn't think. Not really, no. no. Duet. And finally, it's sticking, Mansfield World. Yeah. <laughs> Northampton Mill. <laughs> Sorry, Mansfield Mill. <laughs> and finally, sticking with music, it's Rodney Martin. And Adrian Durham on drive. The jam going underground. Boogie. That's not that. I reckon the record of the week is Pass the Douche by Musical Youth. <laughs> Pass the Douche. Yeah, I, I think we'll draw a veil over that. Pass the Duchy, Rod. I think that's yeah, I think the, uh, was, yeah. He was a bit of a loose cannon, Rodney, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd he'd come in to do a little handover now <laughs> and again. And um, I'd say, what's coming up today, Rod, at four? And he'd say, I don't know. Oh, and he meant so, it. I know. Well, you know, that was his relaxed style. That was incredibly relaxed. So there we are. So there we dusted off a few from 2005, 2006 for you there. We'll see if we can Whoa. find a few more for you. 
next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's where it all unfolded uh, this afternoon. Um, I'll be back with Charlie tomorrow. And he's off for a couple of weeks now. So uh, yes. have a good break. Thank you very much. Uh, but Charlie with me tomorrow. Do hope you can join us on one, if not podcast available at four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.